1: eight games to talk about, so we're going to go through this relatively quickly. I'm Jake Ari, joined by my Monday partner in crime, Terry McBride. Team B, what's up, man? How was your weekend?
0: Pretty good, bud. Spent a lot of time uh, flipping digital uh, basketball moments and uh, watched some outdoor hockey and uh, a couple basketball games. Did a lot of work over the weekend in my new role. It was productive and uh, a ton of sports watching and not much else because not much else is going on in my life these days. How about you?
1: Uh it, years i am muted to the audience i don't know if they can hear me right now but i'm just reading the youtube I know. chat uh, so uh that amazing intro if, that i just did is uh <laughs> is all for nothing but
0: i wonder if they can hear me guys can you can you hear me out there
1: yeah youtube chat help help us out here hey.
0: okay i don't know if you can hear terry it doesn't look like you can hear any uh, sound to turn it up they're saying now so it might be
1: uh, yeah. are we just a little low yeah we're just a little low i think
0: working on it guys we had a little uh YouTube snafu uh, going in, they uh, threw us off. So production's catching up. So what'd you do over the weekend? I mean, uh, let's uh, fill a little time. Maybe they can hear us. Maybe they can't. Yeah, maybe maybe they
1: can. Maybe they can't. Uh, Just same type of thing as you got into top shots uh, um, last night. So made some money on that. Uh, Looks like we're good to go. I also watched a lot of hockey. Did you, did you catch any outdoor games? I did. I did. I love the outdoor games. I'm such a big fan. Would it was, do you like them? Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, it looks amazing. Um, but, like, th- did you see the issue with the ice on the Saturday game?
0: Yeah, you would think, like, with everything going on this year with unpredictable, you know, COVID cancellations yeah. and all this craziness, you would think the one thing they could plan for is the goddamn sun.
1: <laughs> you would think you would think, but you yeah.
0: think always there, every day
1: infallible. But yeah. It, it, was, it took, yeah. Ahead. It was only like thirty degrees, like, you know, some nice bright sun, no cloud cover. So I don't know. What they think was gonna happen? Right. right. And uh but it was cool to see the game get in. I, I think it looks sweet yeah. at night as well. And like the game last night with the sunset happening in between periods, like
0: Yeah, yeah, with the shadows coming down around the boards and stuff. It was yeah, it's just so cool.
1: Yeah, I'm sure like the players probably don't love it just because it's hard for the goalies to see uh, and whatever. But um, yeah, it looks great for the people watching on TV. I yeah. actually went to an outdoor game, the Minnesota game they had a few years ago. They were supposed to have one on New Year's Day this year, obviously, got canceled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. It was in the TCF Bank Stadium where the oh, uh, Gophers play. So it was cool. It was really, really cold. It was probably like 10 degrees out there and uh, not sunny. So it was kind of brutal to sit out there, but the gameplay was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. man. So yeah, it's
0: just cool. It you know, throw back to, I don't want to say how the game's supposed to be played. It's not to take away from, you know, in arenas or anything, but it's just, I don't know the nature of it and just being outdoors like that is just so cool being out in the elements and the cold, having a real factor and, you know, things like the, the sun and the shadows and all it's just makes it really cool. Throw back to like pond hockey days.
1: Big fan of that. So I, I hope they do uh, more of that kind of thing um no matter how many people complain like the hockey purists or whatever i don't know it's fun it's fun yeah. it's fun for dfs and uh that's what okay. we're all trying to do is, is make some money playing some dfs it's betting i'm sure a lot of people are oh, betting yeah. as well and of course top shots that's like the talk of everything uh, on twitter everywhere these days. so um before we get into the games just want to mention off the top uh First of all, like and subscribe to the channel. You guys know the deal on that. It really helps us out. Helps us continue to offer good free content. Well, I think it's good. Uh, and so, of course, it's happy. good. You guys, yeah, a lot of you guys think it's good. Fifty thousand plus of you think it's good enough to subscribe. You'll know when we go live for not just this show, but PGA. We've got MMA, uh, obviously NFL when that's going on, NBA. Best in the business there. I don't think it's very close. Um, and then uh, we've also got a promo code going on for, um, in anticipation of March Madness. So the promo code is COLLEGE. And what that is, we're just celebrating that we have a uh, college basketball package. Um, so with the promo code COLLEGE, you get um, $4.98 for your first week of college basketball DFS with Osmo+. Plus. This offer is valid through this Sunday, the 28th. So go check that out. You want to get in on some uh, college basketball projections? We've got you covered there at uh, under five bucks. So, not so bad. I actually made a good amount of money playing college basketball DFS a few years ago, having no idea what I was doing, just using some of the tools on the site. So, um, I don't know. I'm sure Terry's going to be jumping into that as well. Maybe some betting. Do you bet on that at all?
0: I'll be more probably on the DFS side of things. And then uh, I get into like, you know, tournament time. I'll have a bunch of different brackets and all that stuff uh, with college basketball. That's the extent of my college basketball. There's only so much space in this head, you know, so that I just can't get all the, uh, all the ba- college basketball stuff in there. So yeah. I'll be on it, but not, not to that extent. That's where I
1: rely on the site too. Same way. Yeah, absolutely. So use that promo code college. You got six more days to take advantage of that, but no reason to wait. All right, let's get into the games. We've got Calgary and Toronto to start us off. Two point nine implied total for the Flames, three point six for the Leafs. Markstrom and Freddie Anderson are your expected goalies. Couple bits of news here on the Flames side: Sean Monahan is again a game time decision. He has been two nights, uh, two games in a row prior to this. He is uh, once again tonight. I have no clue if he's going to play. Uh, I and it, I don't really know what the lines are going to be, so. This being a seven Eastern game, you will have some sort of clarity before lock, which is nice. I don't know if the Flames are going to be a heavy target, but depending on what they do with their lines, I think they might be a team I target. Uh, I really like the backlink to Chuck, Mangiapani trio. Um, but outside of that, hard for me to, to say where I'm going to be on them. And then on the Toronto side, they're missing Joe Thornton uh, last Thursday, I think it was last Thursday's hero, uh, Zach Hyman, and Jake Muzzin. So that's a huge blow to uh, their blue line. Not like the greatest DFS uh, defenseman, Muzzin, uh, but he is a very good defensive defenseman. So Mm -hmm. big blow to a Leafs team that has uh, some issues on the defensive end already. With all that being said, we've got some popularity coming in on Toronto One. Uh, I don't know what their lines are going to look like. Matthews Marner probably going to be together, Tabaris Nylander probably going to be together. But outside of that, uh, this one uh, has a lot of moving pieces. So, where are you at here, Terry?
0: Yeah, I was on uh, the original lines uh, from this morning in my notes, and then I was switching them up a little bit before the show based on some of the news that came out and uh, what they've got up on uh, Daily Faceoff now. So, what I've got for the top line uh, in Calgary is uh, Kachuk, Windholm and Nangia and then uh, Monahan, Center, and Gaudreau uh, and Livio if he goes, hmm. uh, with Backlund dropping down to the third with Lucic and Dubé. Every one of those lines could be somewhat in play, uh, but I think the focus would probably have to be on the top line uh, just for you get some power play correlation if those three guys are skating together. And I think it's three talented players who should all see you know pretty significant amount of ice time. And then there's something to say about the uh, about Monaghan coming back into that uh, spot in between uh, Gondreau and Levio. So I think you can do a few different things with that team. Going off the notes that I had, um, if we've got uh, – the original first line they had played uh, skated uh, 338 383 34 together uh, over the last year and uh, change 54 53 Corsi four with 27 goals scored 17 against and a 93 to 61 high danger advantage uh, with an 11 to 8 conversion rate so I really like what they were doing um, and then uh, you get uh, Lindholm and, G- and Gaudreau skating together just as a pair 607 minutes uh, over the last uh, two years. Fifty-one point three four Corsi 4 percentage, uh, twenty-six tied at twenty-six goals for and against. 100, 100 to one hundred and three high-danger chances, uh, thirteen to fourteen high-danger goals. So they yield a few more uh, chances and give up a few more goals. But there's just a lot of action with that line, a lot of uh, back and forth, and a lot of crazy chances. So I like, uh, I like the action that you know both of those could uh, groups could get you.
1: Yeah, I think uh, like I want pieces of this game. I just you kind of just have to wait until pregame skate. The Leafs didn't skate um it could be Boyd up on the top line Kerfoot may stick with the second line uh you could see VC or Mikiev uh move up in some capacity as well and kick Boyd out of there so you know Matthews Marner like Matthews just scores every game so like feel free get your goal get your uh, multiple point game out of Matthews for 9k some would argue he's uh, underpriced there I don't know that you'd say the same about Marner 8100 but good duo nonetheless uh, the one good thing I will say about Toronto maybe missing out some guys is if it's forcing them to stack up their top power play with Tavares and Nylander now getting PPU one spots um, with Morgan Riley running the point. So it is a huge total for the Leafs. I believe it's the highest total on the slate. So I'm scrolling through the lineup builder here. Yeah, highest total on the, the entire slate uh, by quite a bit. So if you wanted to go with the Leafs onslaught, Markstrom's had some struggles recently. He is otherwise a very good goalie. Um, Not someone I usually look to attack, but if you wanted to get exposure to the 3.6 implied total here for the Maple Leafs, a power play stack of some sort might be the best way to go. And it might be the best way to go because you won't have to scramble with your lineups uh, as much around lock time. Um, So a couple of reasons to go to uh, the Leafs PP. I really want to see what the Flames do with their lines and make sure to just get those get those right. Um as you always would like to. But Monahan's gonna shake some things up if he ends up playing here. So uh yeah, uh like I said, Backlund, if he's with Kachuk and Majipani, I like that line. Um, but outside of that, hard hard to discuss the flames or or the Leafs really, uh at this point.
0: Yeah, they're they're you know, just both uh well, too many moving parts right now, but I like that call around the uh, around just you know loading up on that power play, maybe just dominant uh, dominant offense, dominant unit on the power play over there. So, uh, top power play in the league,
1: 37.5% conversion rate on the power play. Pretty damn good. Yes, they are. Let's go to Dallas and Florida 2.9 implied total for the stars. Uh, I'm sorry, 2.8 for the stars, 2.9 for the Panthers. Hugh Dobin and Chris Dreiger are your goalies. Uh, no real changes on the Panthers' top six. Vetrano with Brett Connolly on the third line. Um, on the Stars' lines, let's see, Pavelski with Caro and Kiviranta. Um Faxo with Jamie Benn and Ty Delandria. And, hence, Robertson and Giryanov on the quote-unquote third line. I would probably consider that the second line, but. I didn't actually see this before I jumped on here. The Stars aren't a team that I'm targeting too much tonight, but is there any line uh, for Dallas that catches your eye?
0: Now, honestly, when I started looking into these lines, they just there's really not much sample of these guys skating together. Um, so you get Del- on that top line, you can get DeLandria and Faxley together as a duo, 57 minutes together, uh, under uh, you know sub-average coursey four-percentage of 48.94, two-to-one goals advantage. On the second line, or the nominal second line, uh, Krivatana and Pavelski have played, skated 67 minutes together. Solid 64.35% Corsi 4 percentage, two goals scored, none, none given up. But there's just not a lot of history to go on here. So if you wanted to play some of the uh, salary and ownership game, there are some cheap guys skating on these lines. Uh, you could definitely go to pretty much anything you want in terms of stacking them. It's just I don't know how well they're going to play together, and you don't have, you know, gargantuan scoring uh, just on the board with this team right now in general. Um, They are – bear with me. They are 24th in the league with 40 goals for. They've only played 12 games, so that's a little bit misleading. They're second in the league uh, with 32 goals allowed in those 12 games. Um, so there's just, I don't know, they haven't put up a lot of scoring, they don't have a lot of history, there's just not a lot to lean on DFS wise, so nothing really jumped out at me, and then the power play looks like it's spread out across the top three lines, so there's not, it's difficult to grab power play correlation.
1: Yeah, I mean, the stars look like kind of a mess to me, maybe in the past I would look to target against this Florida team, uh, or if there was a line I felt really good about, I think the my, my favorite line of the stars is probably the Hints Robertson, Guryanov, and, and mostly just Hints and Giryanov, uh as a two-man there, uh, 10-5 for those two guys on DK. And then on the Panthers' side, uh, I like what I'm seeing in the in terms of ownership um, on these Panthers. Barkov Verhege, and Duclair, that's been one of my favorite lines to play. People are leaving off Verhege uh, to some extent. They're leaving off Duclair. I think he was a, a late uh, add uh, maybe two games ago, and I noticed he was – left off quite a few uh, Florida stacks. Florida was huge on Friday night at seven goals. That was against the Red Wings. Dallas a much stronger team than the Red Wings, but uh, I'm gonna be using Barkov with uh, some combo of uh, the, um, you know, you, you go with the full line stack, you can go with Barkov for Hague hey, Duclair. Or another thing I like to do is just replace Wenberg with Barkov. Obviously the price point is,
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Different, but Rudel and Hornquist, I think, both reasonably priced as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I don't really know how the matchups are going to go in this game. Um, like, is the Barkov line going to go into Faxa? I would think. I would think not. But I guess I don't really know uh, which line they're going to treat as the top line. Barkov usually takes top competition on home ice um so when that's the case on a big slate like this i just go with what i know and i, I know the four to one's good i know that huberdo and hornquist uh can be good and they're on the top power play so Barkov's gonna be my anchor and then i'll have some exposure to uh both of the top two lines for the panthers anything else uh in this one before moving on
0: I like that call just about uh, playing Barkov around uh, in between uh, Huberdeau and Hornquist to pick up that power play uh, six overall power play in the league 30.43 power play conversion so you get uh, some of their best players skating together and then you get away from the Verhegi and Duclair if you're not looking to play those guys but I do like how that line comes together up top with those two guys uh, on FanDuel 4.6 uh, 4,600 and 4,500 on the wings on DK uh, 4,600 and 3,800 on the wings so not very expensive for a Reasonably quality top line.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I much prefer the Panther side, even though the totals yeah. are very, um, you know, very close here. It's essentially a pick 'em. Gustav Forsling is a guy that I'll have some exposure to at twenty five hundred, just mid salary defenseman. That's probably going to play closer to twenty minutes, or uh, maybe Oleksiak on the other side. He's three k, uh, cheap enough. He's going to play twenty minutes. A guy that does block some shots. Uh, as well doesn't get any pp time either of those guys but you got to if you you need some cheap guys there's a couple or there's one on each side that i'll probably be using
0: cheap yandel have any appeal to you and the other uh point on the power play
1: yeah so i basically just use yandel in power play stacks um so i will be using some of yandel just with my bark off hornquist type uh florida onslaughts so yeah good call there He's not really a guy that shoots that much, so I don't love using him as a one-off. I, I think I'd rather use Ekblad as a one-off, but he too I probably won't use very often without uh, Florida skaters in my lineups. Makes sense. Tampa and Carolina. I think I've got the implied totals flipped here. I think it's Tampa three point one implied total and uh, the Hurricanes two point nine. But I'll That's check. On have, yeah, yeah, I'll check on that. one, say. Handed yeah that's updated projections uh because that's going to flip some things around carolina going with aho special and brock McGinn as the top line show Niederrider Natchez. uh it's basically uh sticking to their normal lines they had a shutout against this same tampa bay team a couple nights ago so why switch anything up um what do you like in this game terry
0: Well, I mean, we can always start with talking about that uh, dynamic Tampa one line. That's, uh, you know, something that obviously jumps out at everybody when you look at this team. But uh, I think the Canes are a good team. This should just be a good game. Uh, It's first versus fourth in the central, four points separating the two teams, like you mentioned, just shut them out the other day. So I really like the, uh, I just think it's going to be a quality game. I think it's the second highest total on the board as well. Uh, So even though we're getting a a pretty decent uh, defensive unit, yeah, this has a uh, six total. So it's the second highest total on the board uh, behind that other one. Um, so even though we're getting a decent defensive unit, we could see some goals scored and just see, you know, real quality action. I like the top two lines for Tampa or for uh, Carolina rather. And then I, we talk about that Tampa three line as kind of a sneaky unit that you can get to uh, without too much ownership, without too much uh, exposure in uh, terms of salary or anything. And I think they're on the board and that's in that way again. So I could definitely go back to that unit too.
1: Yeah. I think a couple lines in play on, both sides here. You mentioned this is one of the higher total games of the night. Goal split pretty evenly. Uh, I just updated projections, by the way. So, if you're using the Osmo projections, you're probably going to get a little more Tampa, a little less Carolina. Uh, but I do like both sides to some extent here. Aho Spechnikov, whenever they're together at 5-on-5, five five, they're just amazing at driving the play. Uh, you could leave off Brockman if you'd like, but he's going to get left off. So, Potential opportunity there. I mean, he can score some goals when he's got good line mates. Um, so yeah, that I'll be leaving him off in some. I'll be keeping him on in some at 4,100. And then uh, the Carolina two line, this has been one where I've had to like force my crunches and like lock them in to get to some of them because they're, they've are they been really strong at five on five. I think they're gonna have a good matchup probably against this uh, John C. Killorn and Matthew Joseph line, which isn't very strong defensively. So I think they'll see some of them. They'll probably see some of Tampa three, which is a little bit of a different story, but um, I like the top two lines for Carolina. I'll probably get to more of the top line. And then I'm a little bit torn on what I want to do with Tampa. I know I want to play Tampa three. I basically always play some of them. They're always, I think, too cheap. And they're another line that's good at five on five. Tampa one, I mean, Carolina is a good team. And so on the road after they just got shut out, like, I don't know that I want to go back to Tampa one, but their ownership is always so low. Like it feels like two weeks straight. They've been in these spots where you look at the top stack tool and they're like a quarter, like their top stack, uh, top two stack probability is like three or four times their ownership. So that's what keeps drawing me to them. Um, But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I'll have more than 5%. If they're going to be 5% owned, they're going to be like 10 or 15% owned. I'll probably come in below the field. So we'll see where they're at when we uh, get another update on ownership. Any yeah, nice and, thoughts here?
0: And, and from a DFS perspective, that's the way we want to be making that decision, right? Is just look at that probability of being in your top two stacks and, and just go as a multiple of the ownership that the public is getting to, if you've got that weighty a leverage score on uh, on Alex's top stacks tool. It makes it really easy to just analyze that quickly. And all right, that's a massively positive leverage situation. Let me make sure I'm at least double, maybe even triple. That line is projected right now on DK for 4.3% ownership as a unit. You can go triple that and only be risking, you know, what 13, 14% of your uh, of your total shares. I really like that idea of just getting to that just based on that leverage. They're an expensive line. That's why they uh, you know slip down in the ownership um and then just to round off some of the uh the numbers behind uh, some of the things you said uh Ivan is I can never say his Fech. name Vechnikov thank you <laughs> uh it, pair of, the two of them as a duo 43355 together uh 56.97% Corsi 4 percentage like you said just dominant puck possession 29 to 21 goals 401 to 94 high danger chances uh and converted to 20 uh, and only gave up 14 of them so excellent pairing and then on the uh Second line, 163-12 uh, uh, together, and 56-69 course for uh, seven to two goals for advantage. So very, very good units up top on uh, the Carolina side of things, the, t- the top
1: two. Yeah, that's why I always feel kind of dumb for – I know it's like hindsight because Tampa got shut out the other night, but I'm like, why did I play so much Tampa going up against a good possession – like puck possession team in Carolina? I guess their goaltending isn't uh, very good these days. Mrazic has been uh, hot and cold. And like we know, Reimer isn't a great goalie, but uh, it's hard to score when you don't have the puck that often. And not like Tampa can't drive to play against really any team defending Stanley Cup champs. They're amazing. Even without Kucherov this season, we've seen them go off a number of times. But at these prices, uh, I'm still a little bit wary of Tampa one. Maybe that's just my recency bias because of what happened the other night. But uh, I'll have some, uh, it's it's really going to depend on ownership with them because I don't really believe in the spot that much if that makes sense but the numbers are telling me uh, otherwise using the stuff on the site
0: makes sense but with that in mind so a lot sometimes we talk about targeting a goaltender where we think he's going to get peppered with shots this wouldn't be the spot to go after like a ramer uh, just based on that we're not expecting to have the puck or be shooting quite as much as they normally would on the tampa side of things so maybe you don't like trying to be sneaky about your goaltender there and go against the uh the high-end team
1: yeah, that's, that's a good point, uh, especially because Tampa's power play is so good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7,500 for Reimer. I, I wouldn't just cross him off, but not a guy that we expect to see too much volume, I don't think, here. So that's why you're seeing the pretty low projection—just just 10.8 points on DK for him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, – oh, any defenseman? I was going to ask you? Oh,
0: I just clicked away from it. Uh, Dougie Hamilton obviously uh, is on that the- – Blue line. Let me. Why well, won't this load yeah. back now? Hamilton PP one yeah.
1: seven hundred. Headman seven k on the other side. So you're gonna really have to spend up for some of these blue liners. Uh, one guy that I like a little bit is Brady Shea, thirty two hundred. Um, he's another one that you can you know mix in there as a guy that'll probably see twenty minutes, top four defenseman type of thing. But he's not great.
0: Yeah. Would you go with any uh, Sergachev in conjunction with your Tampa three?
1: Yeah, Sergei up to 5K. Um, I I wouldn't, like he would be the defenseman I would go if I was trying to correlate with Tampa 3, but I don't pay attention too much to power play 2 correlation, especially on a team like Tampa that stacks up their top unit. Um, All right, let's go to, I think Mm -hmm. this is one of the more interesting games of the night. The Sabres and the Islanders, 2.4 implied total for Buffalo, 3 for the Islanders. Linus Allmark and Semyon Varlamov are your expected goalies. Good news, I think, for DFSers. Uh, the Islanders, going back to their normal top line that had been broken up for the last few games of Anders Lee, Matthew Barzell, and Jordan Everly. Brock Nelson centering Bailey and Bovilla. I think that's the correct top six for the Islanders. That's what I've got. And, and they're... Oh, yeah. So uh, I just met, like... I think that's the best suit. Oh, that's ever. what Not they the should line. be doing. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. uh, and it's more fun for us. So maybe i am just being yeah. selfish, but I absolutely love Islanders. One, uh, I don't think I'm saying anything um, too outrageous there. They're getting owned as one of the higher owned lines of the night. Um, and you've also got a good Islanders two line. I think Nelson Bovillier and Bailey, you get full power play correlation on that second unit. The Islanders, they don't really play their lines a ton at um, five on five. They like to spread it around. They like to spread the power play around. So that would be a team I'd be okay uh, stacking up their second power play unit. Um, what do you think about these Islanders tonight? Too chalky for you or think you might get to some?
0: Well, I think those ownership rates, I mean, they're going to be popular, but I think they're justifying it, especially that top line. Like you mentioned, we've got – Just a giant sample, uh, 640 minutes over the last year and change, 54.68% Corsi 4 percentage, 26 to 29 uh, goals for versus goals against, but generate 173 high-danger chances to 119. So that's a pretty dominant advantage in that in terms of generating high-danger chances and converted on 16 while yielding 12. So very, very good in the the high-danger situations and very good with the puck possession uh, and significant experience playing together. So I think we can go to them and not really sweat the ownership we're not paying through the nose for them either so i think that you know you can click them together with some difference making other units that are uh, you know at 17 free they don't compare really with the very top the uh, you know the colorado one at 20000 uh, the tampa one at 20600 uh, or the toronto one at 20300 you're getting a good savings there so you can put them next to another very good line and kind of get a, you know get a leg up on the field i think rather than going with one of those top end lines that cost so much and then going down to a supreme value kind of line and hoping for the best. So I really like them as a building block today.
1: Yeah, they're going to be a staple of my lineups uh, kind of at all stakes. Uh, I think Islanders one might be even more popular at higher stakes. Um, But, you know, people are going to play Matthews tonight. People are going to play the Blues. People are going to play McKinnon, I'm sure, as well. Um, So maybe it's not going to be, that popular, but this is just one of those spots where the price is like almost too good. I think for the Islanders one, they have full power play correlation. They're insanely good at five on five, and they have a good five on five matchup. So, really difficult for me to like poke any holes in Islanders one. I guess if you wanted to go heavier on Islanders two, they're about a third of the ownership or even less. Um, So as a leverage playoff Islanders one, I'll definitely get some Islanders too. I think it's just a great spot for them all around on the Sabres side. I was getting to some Eichel, Reinhardt and Olofsson, but I think I'd rather just go with Hall and stall two man, uh, 3,500 for Eric stall. Pretty good price for him. Good price for Taylor Hall at 6,400. I know he hasn't been producing at a super high level this season, but, uh, I wish, I wish the Sabres would stack up this top line, but uh, it looks like we're not going to get that tonight, at least to start with. So they're a tough team for me to uh, want to you know play a ton of tonight. Anything on the Saber side?
0: Not, not a lot to, that really stood out to me. I mean, the top line is, is fine, I guess, if you want to go that way. And I don't dislike the, uh, the stall and, and Hall uh, call there, but like you said, Hall out to a slow start. One goal, nine assists on the year, 10 points. Uh, five of them on the power play, I guess you get that out of them. 36 shots on goal over there. What have they played? 14 games, not terrible. So you're getting some shot padding out of them, but uh, it, nothing jumps out. Uh, last in the next to last rather in the league in goals for. Uh, 33 goals for in their 14 games. Uh, only 42 goals allowed, but again, that's sort of tied to the uh, 14 games played too. So you get a lot of experience together out of that top line. 639, 639 minutes together over the last uh, year and change. Uh, 49.32 sub average Corsi 4 percentage, uh, 29 to 27 goals advantage, but given up 114 high danger chances and only generated 88 high danger chances, 13 to 20 uh, disadvantaging goals allowed in those situations. So they yield a little bit more than they get. Um, so it's, I don't know, they're a little bit dicey, but they're in play, I guess, uh, going to them. Not, like you said, not going to be anybody there. And then on
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The stolen hall pairing. There's just going to be nobody there, um, yeah. so you can definitely get to that.
1: Yeah, man. The Sabers are just a really tilting team to try to figure out. Uh, they've been swapping around their lines quite a bit, um, and so I get the I get. There's some appeal to Buffalo one because of the full power play correlation, because it's Eichel, because you know you would think they would factor into a large share of the goals, should Buffalo score three or four here, but the matchup isn't great. The implied total is very low. Um, I guess, you know, it would just be like an ownership play to be different with this Buffalo one line. So It's about as good of things as I could say about them. Thanks, man. The,
0: stacking uh, Varlamov against them with uh, your Islander shares?
1: Yeah, I just wonder if he's going to see the volume for 8400 yeah. So, you know, difficult price for him, but if you're stacking up Either of the top two lines, like you've got some salary to burn if you want to try to lock in that win if one of your stacks goes off. So I'm always like I'm always okay with stacking a goalie uh, with a stack that I'm playing on the same team, but um, you know there's spots where I'm, I'm gonna do it more. I'm probably not gonna play too much off uh, Yeah, for this price. Uh, oh, Matt Irwin, I think he's in uh, tonight. Twenty five hundred. I'm seeing him on my screen as in. He's a guy who – he does have good peripherals. He does block shots, candidate for the block shot bonus, another $2,500 player that I'll probably have some of. Defenseman's tough tonight. There's not that many good options that I'm seeing. Anything else in this game? Uh, No. That's interesting call on uh, on Irwin,
0: not a guy who had, uh, I had spotted on the board, but I do have him in, so I can confirm that for you at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. He like he usually plays like 16, 17 minutes, but he is a guy – who will block shots i think this is a good spot to block shots in because mm-hmm. the others are probably going to carry play so yeah he, he might end up playing like 14 minutes but if he gets up closer to 16 17 18 i think he could uh be useful in a winning lineup for 2500 maybe get you closer to double digit points here if you can get that block sh- uh block shot bonus on DK. yeah
0: at that seller that's all he really needs nice to do for you too so yeah
1: um all right, uh, we've been talking about ownership quite a bit so far, and I forgot to mention off the top that we do have uh, free premium content, NHL ownership projections, so go check these out. Just go to the Osmo NHL page or just uh, hover over the uh, NHL tab at the top of the homepage. We've also got NBA ownership projections, bunch of NBA shows coming on in about uh, 27 minutes. Uh, minutes if you're watching this live, tip-off show, deeper dive, live before lock, Three hours of coverage, plus we had the strategy show this morning, plus the process show. There's just so much NBA content. Terry's doing a bunch of NBA content. You're doing the Saturday game plan uh, yeah. for NBA, right? How's yeah, that yeah. been going?
0: It's been good. It's been good. I wanted to do a, uh, a deep dive into Fantasy Cruncher's uh, late swap demizer this weekend, and I got frozen out of it, so I couldn't pull it up, so I had to do a little pivot on the fly. But if anybody out there plays NBA, we're going to try and go live during the week this week for a live late swap and do a little, uh, quick lesson on, uh, late swap the in real time while I'm actually swapping lineups. So stay tuned to the NBA channel for when that happens.
1: Nice. Yeah. Pretty unique content. I don't think you're going to find, uh, too many other places. Um, if you want to, uh, find some interesting NHL stuff, we've got a new Twitter account relatively new. It's about a couple months old now at Osmo NHL. If you're looking for videos, you know, uh, cool goals and, uh, even more importantly, if you're playing some DFS, uh, some interesting tidbits that go out to that Twitter account, just at Osmo NHL if you want to follow us there. If you want uh, the news as quick as possible, get into our premium Slack chat. Um, Osmo.com slash join is how you sign up for a package there. Any package gets you access to Slack. We've got packages starting at uh, as low as 395 And then, um, Couple more things we need to ask you to do. We're almost at 30,000 Twitter followers uh on our at Osmo underscore com uh Twitter account. And we're giving away 30 free weekly passes to followers. So if you give us a follow, you are put in the drawing to win one of those. And then as always, I'm going to put this pot uh the show up on podcast afterwards. If you could go over there uh at Osmo NHL or it's just Osmo NHL DFS is um Is our channel for NHL. If you go over there and give us a five star review, you've got a chance to win a uh, free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Assuming you write us a nice review, give us five stars, write us a nice review, you've got a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Let's get into the back half of these games tonight. We've got the Kings. We've got the Blues. Two point four implied total for the Kings. Three point one for the Blues. Quick. Binnington, your expected goalies. We never know for sure with these Kings. They always uh, leave us out to dry when they're starting goalies, but I believe they're priced the uh, same tonight. So they've got that going for us. DK very inconsistent with their goalie pricing uh, compared like starters compared to backups. So yeah. anyways, that's. On that toe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Blues. Uh, I'll just read off the uh, top six lines here. If anybody didn't see him over the weekend, O'Reilly with Pirani, Kairou Shen with uh, Mike Hoffman. And it was Sanford the uh, last game. I'm seeing Sammy Blay on that second line. What do you like here, Terry? Are you a blues guy tonight? I feel like I should be, but I haven't been getting to too much of them in my early crunches.
0: I ran some crunches earlier when I put together the, uh, my notes and everything for the show. And yeah, I wasn't getting a lot of them either. But they do look like they're in play on Osimo's board, which uh, is definitely intriguing to me. That top line uh, ranks, oh, let's call it, 10th or so on the board uh, in terms of potential for success. And they're one of the under lines that we talk about when we look down the leverage tool. They're not a massive uh, favorite to be one of the top two lines, but they're definitely in play. They're more interesting than some of these other lines, uh, including some that we talked about from other teams already. So I definitely think they could, uh, they could be in play. And if there's not a ton of people getting to them, that's the kind of line that we like to start building with. Um, They're not overly cheap. They compare kind of with uh, Islanders one in terms of price. So as a potential building block, maybe if you're creative enough, that's one that you can start to look to, you know, maybe pair with that Islanders one. I don't know if we can quite get there, but that's a kind of building block line that, uh, you know, I like to work with when we're not going all the way up to the very top, you're getting a very quality line for not that much money with still a, a decent probability. Um, just in terms of the numbers, uh, not a ton uh, skating together as a, as a full three-man unit. But when they did for that 20 minutes, uh, I guess it was over the weekend, uh, 60.61 Corsi 4 percentage and at two to three goals for uh, disadvantage. Uh, gave up three high danger chances and uh, only had one. But again, very, very small 21-minute sample in that. Um, so not sure if uh, we're getting much out of that. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's justifiable reason to go there for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely justifiable reasons to go to the, the Blues. Uh, good total. I think for their total, they might be a little bit overpriced. Um, like both of the top two lines, you get a $2,500 Sammy Belay if you want to go there uh, with Shannon Hoffman. But like you're going to have to pay a fair price for these Blues. You're not getting them out of value. So maybe that's what's keeping me off them a little bit. And I want to attack the Kings depth. Um so I can see myself getting to Shen Hoffman, two-man, or you know, maybe including Sammy Blay in some of those. But the Shen Hoffman line got smoked at 5-on-5 five five, um, the other night. I can't remember. I want to say it was against the Sharks. Uh, we thought it was a pretty good spot, but I could be wrong on that. I, I know I'm right about the numbers. They got destroyed at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, so that game's sticking in my head a little bit. Um, but I would like to attack the Velarde, Kempe, uh, Kempe and Jeff Carter line. And uh, certainly the lines below that. Athens you on the third line, he's a liability defensively um, for these Kings. So I, I'll, I'll get to some Sharks. Or sharks. Uh, I'll get to some Sharks as well. But I'll get to some Blues since we're talking about this game. Um, they're another team that I think you can power play stack. But, again, that gets pretty expensive. You're paying premiums for Krug, definitely paying a premium for Perron. And uh, Shen as well for 6,300. So, um, you know, we'll get to some, but maybe not as much uh, as I thought I was going to. In my first run through things, I thought this looked like a great spot, but uh, come off of it uh, just a little bit. Yeah, Defense the men- price
0: on that second unit is is pretty good. That second line, 15-1 on uh, DK for that full line is is not bad at all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and they will get the better matchup. So. I think I'm more likely to get to some of that second line, Shed Hoffman and, and uh, Sammy Blay. I wish Sunquist had reasonable line mates. Maybe Sunquist Sanford, two-man. I don't know. I'm trying to talk myself into something here on the Blues, but I just they're kind of a team I just hate for DFS. So I, I even hate them more when they're in good spots and getting some ownership. So they're frustrating for me. Vince Dunn, 4K, probably going to play closer to 20 minutes tonight, whenever that's the case. Uh, he is in play. I don't have a whole lot uh, to say on the Kings. Is there anything that sticks out to you there?
0: Not really. They're, they're just uh, not a uh, team that stands out in uh, very much of anything. 14, they're middle of the pack, you know, 14th in the league with 50 goals for uh, 15th in the league with 47 allowed 11th power play. Up. So maybe if you wanted to you know, talk yourself into that top power play, uh, which is, has correlation with the top line. 770 minutes together, 50.55, Corsi, 4 percentage, 33 to 24 goals for advantage over that time, Given up more high-danger chances than they've generated, but scored more high-danger goals than they've given up. You could argue for it, but, I mean, they're not great. Um, They don't jump off the page in terms of uh, Alex's rankings. They are uh, one above that St. Louis unit, so call it ninth if I called that one tenth. They're inexpensive and they're coming up like flat. They're owned like exactly where they should be. They're priced like exactly where they should be. So they're just they rank out as kind of just fine
1: for me. Yeah. I think King's one is fine, but now that I'm thinking of it, I'm seeing Cliffy in the chat, he's saying it's Jeff Carter night. Like, why why wouldn't I wanna to get to some of this uh, LA two line if they're gonna get the line that just got crushed at five one five in the Shen Hoffman? So good point. Yeah, that, that's not a bad I mean there's incredibly cheap if you wanted to get to an expensive colorado one or vegas uh there's expensive lines that people just aren't going to play tonight or even toronto one um so king uh blues still missing pareko it appears uh, that's a huge hit to them defensively and uh they paid the price the other night so who's to say it can't happen again maybe i am with cliffy uh on jeff carter night so not not too bad even though that line hasn't been good at five on five but uh, if they're going up against another bad line. You never know. Two negatives yeah. make a positive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, small sample. I've got that line with a 45% C4 percentage. So, I mean, it's, uh, like you said, not great five-on-five five in terms of puck possession, but 11-6 total for the line. You can do some special things with that in terms of what you're putting with them and how you're putting your lineup together. Um, just a couple spots above them on the board, I think it's an interesting comp, is that Minnesota 2, the Zook line. Uh, and they come in at 9-8, which, uh, you know, by comparison, they're owned a lot more, so it's interesting from that scenario. But, I mean, the salary savings with those guys, Jeez. I think it just makes for an interesting decision point and an interesting probably inflection point for the slate on which one of these value lines do you go with if you're starting to think that way.
1: I mean, if I was making one line and I had to choose between those two, it would be, it'd be the Kings at a third of the ownership. Like that, or, you know, what is it, half the ownership right now? Oh, yeah. Third. Uh, third,
0: yeah full, th- full third of the ownership. So, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. You're picking up leverage. You're paying a little bit more, but I think they're cheap enough that you can do uh, basically anything you want with them anyway. I don't think you need that extra two, almost 2000 in savings, which is crazy.
1: Let's go to the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche 2.6 applied total for the Knights, 2.9 for the Avs, Fleury, Grubauer. This one – A lot of star power on both sides. You know, you've got two very good lines in the Golden Knights. You've got McKinnon, Rantanen, uh, maybe Lanneskog up with them. Uh, I'm seeing right now that's not the case, but that's not to say that they couldn't start the game like that. They played uh, a few minutes at five-on-five on on the game the other night in Lake Tahoe. Um, Not a lot of ownership going to either side. I think this is definitely a game where I'm going to have pieces that I'm over the field on. Um, What... Looks appealing to you, Terry.
0: So We've got the pricey top unit on, uh, on the Colorado side of things. Obviously, that uh, you know, is, is one we can always start with, jumps off the page. But they're getting some ownership on, on both sites. Lower on DK. Um, you're getting uh, McKinnon comes up like over 10% on FanDuel. So that's a, a starting point where you're getting into some popularity at a very high price. But you're buying into one of the best lines on the, uh, on the board at all. Uh, I like the looks of two. I think they're definitely in play just in terms of nobody going that way. And they're not prohibitively expensive by any means. The uh, What I've got is uh, Kadri Sad and uh, Donskoy um, skating together. So I think we can get to uh, to that line for a significant discount, a significant savings in terms of uh, ownership and everything. They're not great in terms of puck possession in the small sample that I have, but they've got a four-to-one goal advantage in a 28-minute uh, sample, which is uh, pretty compelling. I think uh, if they could score in bunches like that there's definitely justification to go to those guys. Um, so, and you get a little uh, second unit power play correlation between uh, Sad and Donskoy on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, line two is cheap for the Avs. There's no doubt about that. I'm just a little worried about the five-on-five match against Vegas. Uh, but when you're that cheap, that way, like, yeah. you basically just need to get part of two goals uh, to be potential for a, uh, a winning lineup type stack. So, yeah. Um, I think I'm more looking at the Vegas side in this one. Like, you know, anytime I can get to McKinnon, Rantanen, uh, that's fine. Whether they're with Burakovsky or Landis-Gogg, uh, whatever, you could play Landeskog up there uh, and just go with the onslaught. Like, you know, Colorado one's amazing. Um, but they didn't see too much time against the Pacioretty stone line. And so they won the game uh, the other night. I would imagine they do something similar. And that means that the Patcharetti Stone Line, which is one of the best in hockey uh so far this season, gets to go up against non-Colorado one. Uh and they're at basically no ownership. Stevenson's prices come down a little bit. Uh Stone's prices come down quite a bit. Patriaretti's still priced play up. But the line overall, let's see if I can find them on the top stacks. 17.4. Um, you know, compared to like a Buffalo one, compared to an Arizona one, compared to Calgary One, which is a little bit cheaper. Islanders one, uh, their ownership is way less than all those lines. So I will be getting to hopefully, you know, like at least eight to 10% of them, if they're going to be two to 3% owned, uh, in MME. And then I think I'm going to consider them for the higher, um, the higher entry, uh, lower amount of lineups tournaments. Um, and maybe even in Shea Theodore. I just can't imagine like the Knights having, uh, this low of a total 2.6 seems a little disrespectful. I know Colorado has a very good uh, defenseman. They just got Gerard back the other night. And um, so they, they are strong defensively, but if that line's not going to see McKinnon, I think I'm in for some Vegas one. So can you talk me off that at all?
0: No, I think that makes a heck of a lot of sense. That was one of the lines that I had made a note to uh, be sure that we touched on because yeah, they, they stand out on the board. And if you're right, and they're not going up against that top line, so much the better. But I mean, we've got a significant sample of them just being a puck dominant line, 59.04 Corsi 4 percentage in 389 minutes getting together since the start of last year, a 33 to 10 goals for, goals against uh, ratio, 96 to 42 generating high danger chances, 19 scoring and uh, set, only seven giving up. They're just a very, very good line. So, yeah, I can load up on that, especially when they're not too expensive and they're. They're not untouched, but they're the next best thing. I mean, they are not getting – everybody sub, what, sub 4% ownership? Yeah. That comes together pretty nicely. So, yeah, definitely can load up on that.
1: Yeah. And uh, Robbie says the 333. Yeah, I'm thinking of playing them at least in one of my 333 lineups. So, I, could. I just – do what you want with Stevenson. Like, if you want to find a cheaper center, this guy doesn't shoot at all. So, like, the joke has been, you know, Stevenson's the GOAT, just, like, carrying these guys – uh you could put i'm pretty sure you could put me between patch ready and stone and we'd be okay as a line so uh if you want to leave them off fantastic i'm sure you could find a better 4k center if you're hand building um so just keep that in mind but yeah i think this game is uh, a vegas one game for me anything Um, else in this one before we move it on to the uh final two here
0: No, I was just looking at Stevenson's shots, and it is funny. Just him next to Pacioretty. uh, 63 shots on goal for Pacioretty and 16 for Stevenson for the year.
1: I mean, but he's doing the right thing. Just pass it to the guys that are good at it, right?
0: Yeah, that's what you want in the pivot. I mean, that's why uh, Ryan Strom was good next to Panarin last year for the Rangers.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's all he did. All right, let's go to the Ducks and the Coyotes 2.2 implied total for Anaheim 2.9 for the Yotes, Gibson, and Temper, your likely starters here. Trevor Zagras making his debut for the ducks I know some people in slack were excited about that he's 2500 bucks um, outside of that I don't see much on the duck side that I like do you see anything on the coyote side that you like Terry
0: oh you threw me a curveball there <laughs> on the coyote side let's see either side either side
1: just take this game wherever you would like
0: Uh, Well, I mean, it was just going to be kind of bad-mouthing the duck side of things to start. Uh, 33 goals, four last in the league. They've played uh, 18 games. So they're not one of those teams that's suffering from like, you know, well, they've only scored uh, that many goals because they've played 12 times. This is a team that's played most of their games. Uh, 30th power play in the league, 7.5% conversion rate. Ouch. Um, 125 minutes together for the top line. 50% uh, percent Corsi 4 percentage uh, trailing in goals scored, trailing in high danger chances just not a lot. Um, if you wanted to play gets and Perry from the third line as a duo, maybe, but there's just, you know, there's nothing to really love about that. That would just be a, a filler option for me. So yeah, I wouldn't really touch much on that, uh, on that side of things. I guess the, uh, the Zegris call as a cheap, uh, as a cheap guy to build in there. If you want to get excited about that. Sure. Um, on the other side of things, let's see what jumped out here. Uh, decent top line. Uh, 147 minutes together and uh, 60.78 uh, course you 4 percentage with a 10 to 4 uh, goal differential, 31 to 15 uh, high-danger chances generated differential. So you can get to that full power play correlation. Uh, they're owned, though. They're getting uh, on FanDuel, at least. They're over 10% owned. Uh, DK, it's a lot different. You're paying up a little bit for them by comparison, but they're significantly less owned. So I think maybe the Yotes' uh, top line over there is a little bit in play, uh, at least more so than on FanDuel. And they rank out that way on the board. Um, one of the the leverage incorporating the leverage score one of the more interesting teams from the you know maybe second or third tier of that top part of the board
1: i'm just an arizona one believer people uh you know firing off insults about arizona one in the (laughs) youtube chat i get it like we've been on this line for four or five games now they haven't really broken out they've been okay you know they get a goal pretty much every game but uh you haven't had that huge breakout performance uh clayton says arizona one owes me money trust me i'm right there with you but uh, like this is one of those where like Ben Raza says something I think very smart in like high variance DFS sports. It's like, if you believe in a guy in PGA, he talks about, you just kind of got to be on that guy for a number of weeks and hope the the variance kind of uh, evens out for you. And you, you know, you get your bank. Uh, I think it's kind of the same way with lines that stick together that have really good five on five uh, numbers. And Arizona one does have that. They also have a great matchup. So like, this is not the spot where I'm getting off of them. They're not being owned close to enough. I don't think, even if they're at like 10%, I think I'd still be uh, very in on Arizona one. So I like it. I think the ducks are trash. Uh, I think they've got a good goalie in that Kemper that you can, you know, maybe you want to play, uh, but he's 8,200. Um, so you're going to need a really uh, efficient performance for a or like a shout out for him to, uh, probably like be the difference in a winning lineup so yeah man arizona one i love them again but uh i think everybody already knew that before we started the show anything else here
0: uh anything from the blue line jump out uh you know i mentioned shatty i think every time we talk because he's just cheap and he plays on that power play unit
1: yeah that's i mean that's fine just power play one quarterback yeah uh for 4100 chick ran 61 on a
0: terrible power play
1: right yeah Chickren 6,100. If you're, you know, he's the guy to go to if you want to format stack Arizona 1. So he is expensive, but he's going to play a ton of minutes. And his shot rates haven't been great recently, but like over the past couple of years, they've been pretty good. So I'll be playing some of him uh, as well for 6,100. Let's get to the last game of the night. We got a couple minutes only to talk about this one. We've got the Wild and the Sharks, three implied total for Minnesota, 2.6 for the Sharks. It it is going to be Kakinen for the Wild and Marty Jones for the Sharks. New lines kind of for the Wild, I think. I can't keep track of them. Knight, Greenway, Fiala on the top line. Apparently fully correlated as well on the top power play. But I like the team with the lower implied total, uh, SJ1. I think it's SJ1 night. Uh, But they're very, very popular, as is the second line. So... I don't know. Is this bad shock? Is this good shock? Where are you going with this? Yeah,
0: that's that's tricky with that uh, top line being so cheap. They just seem like they're going to naturally build in as a as a first option for so many people going to those expensive top lines from some of these other teams, and then needing to find some value on the board. So I think you know it might not be with the very top teams who are uh, extremely high priced over twenty. But I think as we get to uh, you know some of the uh, the seventeens in that range, I think this team's going to start clicking together quite a bit. Uh, it's a very good line. Uh, it's also most second ranked line overall on the boards. Um, and as you go down uh, 206 minutes, 58 uh, together uh, over the last two years, 56.01 course, you four percentage, 10 to six goals advantage, 44, 29, nice, solid advantage in generating high danger chances uh, and converted on five of them, only yielding three goals. So I like their ability to generate some offense. I like their puck control. Uh, so definitely can get to them. Fully correlated on the power play, like you mentioned, they're just very owned. So you're getting, you're gonna, you're gonna have to pick a top line uh, to stack with them that is going to be a little bit different, a little more off the board than some of those other super popular units.
1: Yeah, uh, and I guess we do have a, a couple more minutes remaining, so we can close this one out uh, as we need to. Um, I'm just a little surprised on the ownership, specifically for the second line. You know, you only get one guy on uh, the top power play and hurdle but the sharks are very cheap minnesota a pretty good defensive team they're they're basically at full strength i mean i'm sure I, I don't know who had covid on their team but i'm sure a handful of them did because they had to take a full two weeks off yeah. um and so i don't know they're not a team i love to attack when the opposing team is chalk um so i'm having trouble reconciling that i think you know i think i will have some uh, I will have some of San Jose one, but it's just going to be a matter of, you know, do I have 5% of them or are they going to be 10% owned? And I have like 10, 15% of them in MME. So I might just end up fading uh, San Jose as a team in the higher stake stuff and just play whatever I get in MME. But uh, yeah, it's looking like they're going to be very popular and it's more of a price thing. It's like in MLB when you get the team with the 4.5 implied total, but they're all like they're all like 3K hitters on mm-hmm. DK, and so this is kind of what this is reminding me of. However, you do have a good line in San Jose one with a body of work of being a good 5 on 5 line. Um, the question is just you know Minnesota's not a bad uh, defensive team, and uh, like I, I keep forgetting the while they're favored here by quite a bit. Uh, it's only 2.6 implied total for the Sharks. So kind of being pulled in different directions here. I'm at least going to start off with a bunch of San Jose one, and I might have to end up swapping, uh, by time we get to, uh, this game, because this is a full hour and a half start. Uh, this, this start time is an hour and a half later than any other game on the slate. So you're going to know where you're at heading into this game. Um, so potential for late swap opportunities, we've got this much ownership. Uh, expected on the San Jose side. Everything I said does not apply to Brent Burns. I think best defenseman on the night. Uh, Six thousand eight hundred. I mean, he's almost thirty percent owned. But
0: yeah, I was gonna say I, a full third of all lineup.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I like level.
0: it.
1: Yeah, however much Burns I can get is great. I, he might play thirty minutes. Um, yeah. Minnesota- the one, uh, oh, the
0: ahead. one argument, the one argument I would make in uh, in favor of doing what you're saying to do. Um, just in terms of Minnesota being a good uh, defensive team. A little bit of that looks like it's bolstered by the team save percentage, 91.6 save percentage as a team. The Corsi 4 percentage for the team is only 47.77, so a little bit light on the uh, puck possession numbers. San Jose uh, only 48.88, so it's kind of uh, a rock meeting a hard place in terms of who's going to do that, but I would think that top San Jose unit, given last change and the ability to match up against where they want, probably bodes well for them uh, just in the ability to control the puck and get what they want offensively. So just throw an argument into that uh, as to why to do
1: it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm always looking for ways to get off of some of the chalk and like bad team, but good line. And they're going to be this popular as a dog against a decent defensive team. Um, if these ownership stick, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to have more than the field on San Jose one or two. Uh, if they come down a little bit, um, you know, I might get closer to that in MME. Yeah. And um, it's a
0: lot tougher in an event-based sport than it is in a cumulative sport like basketball, where it's a good chalk is so much easier to roster in those sports because it just adds yes. up and it just makes sense. Where here we're looking for individual events that uh, if they don't happen, you're going down with most of the field.
1: Yep. Minnesota won. I think by far the best line to target for them. Erickson, Greenway, Fiala. I mean, Fiala is a talented offensive player. Ericksonek and Greenway. Not so much, but they are um, – like Eric Sinek and Greenway with Felino were very solid at 5-on-5. Five five. Now you're adding a good offensive player like Fiala. Probably a little worse defensively, um, or a lot worse defensively, but a lot better offensively is how I'm looking at that line. So I'm okay playing them for their price, their ownership. Um, I think they're a, a pretty decent swap off San Jose 1. Like if you're close to binking something, you, you know you could get there. Uh, and you're blocked. I think pivoting over to the Minnesota side is uh, at least something to look at for this late game. Makes sense. Kalen Addison, 2,500, another min salary guy. There's a handful of them tonight. Defenseman is awful going through this entire slate. Like there are not a lot of good guys in really any price range.
0: No, yeah, we've we've seen just garbage up and down, except for Brent Burns. I think he was the only like good defensive name that came out. And uh, Headman, I think, was uh, also mentioned. So. Yeah. Yeah, between those two, uh, you can roster them as much as you want and just pair them with any of these other cheap guys. <laughs> There's so many options to do that way. Um, I, the Addison or Suter, you're just playing them. If you wanted to go to that Minnesota 2 unit, you get second unit power play correlation with those guys, and then you can roster whatever you want because across the board from you know all the entire four-man unit is just so cheap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always feel better about the slate after talking it through, so I appreciate you walking through it with me, Terry. Thanks to Chris for producing. First time today. Great job job. watching us on delay. Looks good here as always. Uh, You know, YouTube chat couldn't even tell. So that's a good sign. Thank you to all 200 of you watching right now. Hit us with a like and subscribe as you leave. Then catch us in Slack for uh, late breaking news. We'll be around at lock through lock, updating projections. We'll get another ownership run and uh, it'll be myself and I believe Josh tomorrow afternoon. So look forward to that. Hopefully we can review some winning lineups. Good luck, everybody.